Hello, welcome to this episode of the Modax podcast and I'm really excited to be joined today by Joshua Kaufman. Um, Joshua is the co-founder of Atli um, and Atli is an app which is connecting people with the best places to go but places that maybe they wouldn't necessarily know about with with maybe other apps. I think I've got that correct um, and you can find, save and, and share your favourite spots uh, and it, it's being done in a way that hasn't really been done before and um, Joshua was extremely passionate um, and and full of energy. So really, really looking forward to to yeah being able to share this this episode. Um, but yeah, welcome, Joshua. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Could we maybe start then um, with you just giving us an idea then of of the Atli journey so far, uh, where you are, what what this um, piece of technology does. Um, and yeah, and why, you know, why you're so excited about it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'll just start with the problem. Yeah. If you think about the world of mapping today, uh, it seems like it's great. You know, it seems like it does everything we need it to do when in reality, there are a whole bunch of problems and people don't realize it because we're so used to it. It's kind of like people going to the library before there was Google. Nobody complained because that was normal. When Google came out, going to the library is now, it's crazy. You know, you, you only, only people do it on special occasions. So when you think about mapping and looking for a place to go, let's just say I'm looking for a cafe. And I go and I search on Apple or Google. I'll find a place. Maybe it has three stars, let's just say. I look at the first review, five stars, great coffee. I look at the second review. Three stars, spotty Wi-Fi. And then I look at the last review. One star, so loud, I couldn't read my book. Now, those are all three valid reviews, but completely different criteria. If I'm looking for a coffee, it's an incredible spot. And if I'm looking for a place to read, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. And the problem is the way the information's organized today is that it takes everything and it turns into a soup of reviews and an aggregated score. And so you actually have to dig in order to find places that are more specific. Mm-hmm. You have to go into the reviews. And it's interesting to think about because most of the time, nobody wants to go to a cafe. What you want is a coffee. What you want is a place to read a book, a place mm-hmm. to work, a, plate, a place to meet someone. And, and today we all search for cafe because it's a proxy. But what if I told you, don't search for cafe, Look for meeting spot, and I'm going to recommend you a cafe, a hotel rooftop, a park bench. I'm going to recommend you a bar with a happy hour. I'm going to recommend you all the things that are conducive to what you're actually looking for. And that was the the idea of what we're attacking with Atme. We're trying to make location discovery more specific. We're trying to bring specificity to location discovery. So that's what we do. Amazing. And the difference that that could make to somebody, um, I know you're in New York at the moment, um, and I've recently, recently been, and the difference it could make to somebody who is looking for a specific thing and enhancing their experience is, yeah, it's like nothing else, isn't it? It's um, Absolutely. Yeah. Really. You know, I'll give an anecdote. That there are a lot of people, especially if, if it's more specific, like, for example, you are celiac or 
let's just say you're looking for a date spot, that information gets much harder. Because when you're like, oh, I'm going to go, let's just say, take someone out on a date. Well, maybe I don't want it to be too expensive. Maybe I want something more on the low cost side, but I also don't necessarily want to do drinks. Maybe I want an activity. The amount of research you have to do is insane. Mm. And so the idea is what do we have? We have the category called date spot. And when you look it up, it shows you the places that are recommended by other people specifically as a date spot. And then you can start to, to, to figure out, okay, do I want sushi? That's a date spot. Do I want a park? That's a date spot, an activity. And then you can hone in. And so the idea is getting there much faster. Yeah. And I don't think you realize until you have a conversation like this, you don't realize how bad the information is that, you know, we're getting on a general basis from the, you know, from the kind of usual kind of map apps. You don't realize how bad that information is really and how you do have to go into the reviews and you really do have to hunt around, don't you? So this is um, really kind of changing things up. It's really, really exciting. So what what does kind of 2024 look like then for yourself and Atlee? Yeah. So right now we're focused a lot on growth aspects. We've, we've been spending a lot of time on the community element and building out all of those uh, core loops to get communities onboarded because the basis of the app is community. Mm -hmm. So for example, a community of people who are dating, the same way you might go on Reddit and find a bunch of people recommending date spots in New York. The whole idea is we've taken that and said, hey, you can have a platform now that's focused around recommending places. And so we get a gluten-free as an example, natural springs. We even have chicken wings. We have, we have a whole bunch of communities. And so we focus on refining that experience and now 2024 is going to be focused a lot around creating mechanisms that allow people to share those communities and share content from those communities and kind of grow their community um, through product-led growth or maybe some external sources like generating content for them to post on other platforms uh, like TikTok or Reddit or Facebook, things like that. Oh, right. Amazing. So somebody can go on and find something and think, oh, wait a minute, you know, this person would love that. And then they'll they they share that with them like through kind of whatsapp link or something like that is it exactly yeah um so your journey you i suppose throughout your own personal journey journey you've always seemed to have had quite an entrepreneurial kind of spirit um and and skill really uh and, and flair uh looking back on on your kind of yeah your journey so far but could you maybe for the benefit of the listeners talk us through through that yeah so so there's a few things i did um before college i attempted to raise money for uh, a company i worked on for about a year um with my best friend and we went to raise a million dollars for it from life bank um they did not give us the money but they gave us internships and that was our first experience oh, wow. um that was before college actually we wow. we uh funny enough we almost missed our final exams in high school because we wanted to make the pitch and we had to fly home it was a whole thing nice story <laughs> but um and then we went into college and, and um, launched uh, a discount card classic like college you know idea let's make a gift card we ended up expanding it to over six campuses um before we left and that was a really awesome experience um, I yeah. helped my best friend launch his company called Companion, got that to over 2 million people um, within one month. It, that was a crazy experience. Wow. Uh, and then after 
I went on to, to start a fund, um, specifically in the crypto space, uh, mm -hmm. which I continue to manage to this day. And then eventually I found myself, um, with this big problem of mapping mm -hmm. and I was connected to Uriel and Aviad and we just kicked ass from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're, you're an advisor on a, a couple of boards as well. So you're sharing your, your knowledge and expertise as, as well. So, um, give, obviously giving a lot back. What would you say, um, maybe for people that are at the beginning of their journey, um, what would you say has been maybe some of the biggest challenges that you've faced and, um, and maybe the biggest learns that have kind of come from that? So I want to ask the question back real quick. How early in the journey? Is it before they have an idea? They just have a drive? Or is it like I have an idea and I've like started working on it? I suppose along the way, the biggest challenges along the way from kind of having the idea and, and then getting ready to kind of, yeah, drive it forward. Yeah. So there's the, the common saying, fail fast, fail cheap. But I want to talk about that in more detail because I think a lot of people um, don't understand why it's fail fast, fail cheap. They just hear it and it's like this thing that everyone says in venture and in startups. And it's really because odds are you're wrong. Statistically, the idea that you have is wrong. And it's not that you have the wrong idea. It's that the way you implemented it to solve the problem, because an idea is a solution to solve a problem. So odds are the solution you've come up with is wrong. And if you think about it, it's because it's like throwing it at a dartboard, but not knowing where the board is. And the point is, you're just listening to hear if it hits. And so you don't want to put too much energy into the throw. You know, you want to lob it. You want to have a bunch of throws. And that's the idea of fail fast, fail cheap. Because the whole idea is you actually want to try and understand where it is directionally you should actually be taking that solution. Because... The more times you try, the more likely you are to actually start hitting something that makes sense. And this is especially salient for us because we're in an industry, the mapping industry, uh, where, you know, Google, since 2007, they've been the dominant player in the space. You know, even Apple Maps, they came in in 2012, and they've been only able to capture 10, 15% market share, even though they own the distribution on the iPhones, mm. they still only have a fraction of that audience, you know, over 10 years later. Nobody's entered mapping. The amount of founders out there who've thought of, hey, let's create an app that allows people to share recommendations with their friends, or let's have an app that allows people to discover places or whatever it is. There's been literally over a hundred of them that mm -hmm. have started, raised money and failed since you know the, the beginning yeah. of the internet. And so we're entering an industry that odds are we're gonna fail. Like like it's the odds are even harder because we're going up uh, against a behemoth you know, uh, um, an incumbent. So it's something that we really think about a lot, yeah. which is, you know, we, we need to be stress testing our solutions as quickly as possible, because if we're not, we're going to end up investing too much in one place. And so for these early founders, I would strongly recommend, like, get something out there as quick as possible. Don't overinvest in the solution because you're probably wrong and you will only recognize it after the fact. In the moment, it always feels like you're right. You're in your head. You're telling yourself it's incredible. You're thinking about it 24 seven. Odds are you're wrong. And you really have to accept that because in the end of the day, your goal is to succeed. Your goal is not to make the exact solution that you've come up with in your head. Your goal is to succeed. So focus on the goal, 
don't focus so much on the solution. And you can inch your way there by talking to people, by testing in the market, things like that. Great advice. Thank you so much. It's, I, you know, I want to give one more piece of advice. Yeah, that, please. If you don't mind. I think another thing is if, if you're about to get into business, I think you need to ask yourself a higher level question, which is what do you want in life? Like what's your goal in life? Because if your goal is to be famous or if your goal is to be a billionaire or whatever it is, some people, their goal is I want to be able to have a million dollars a year of passive income. Whatever your goal is, come up with it. The whole idea is that the business you build should help get you to the goal. And the thing is, if your goal is to make a million dollars a year, don't try and start a billion dollar company. They're much harder. Oftentimes, they're much harder. There's tons of great ideas that are not sexy, but you can find a market and you might be able to make a few million bucks a year. And you might be the first one in there and you can just crush. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to ask yourself, you know, what is the goal you're trying to, to work towards in life? And, and understand that that company you're building, odds are it's just a solution to your problem. And the problem is you haven't reached your goal. Yeah. So maybe you can come up with other solutions. Maybe that idea, it's a good idea, but, but it might be very hard. And it might be way more than you need to achieve your goal if you succeed. So maybe consider other ideas that, that might get you to your goal. So that way you don't end up, you know, taking way too much risk for outsized reward that you don't even necessarily care for. Great advice there. Thank you very much. Um, on that same kind of thread there, and just um, just out of interest, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, um, kind of just come out of college, what would be the one piece of advice that you'd give yourself or uh, what would you kind of say to yourself with the kind of benefit now of, of, of hindsight? I think, I think the advice I gave um, is that it's like, Figure out what, what your goal is yeah. in life first and then determine if the business that you're about to chase is the best way to get to that goal. Because I've spent a lot of time working on things that were very cool, very cool ideas. But the risk was so high and the reward was so high. The reward was more than the reward I even want in life. Like now I understand what I'm actually trying to work towards. Mm -hmm. And there are many things that that I'm willing to, there are many businesses I'd be willing to start now that I wouldn't be before because now I realize that in the end of the day, I'm trying to achieve that goal. And the goal is much lower than I thought it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was just shooting for the stars because I didn't, you don't know yeah. what, what a goal means. Um, so now the, there's much more, there's much more clarity in what that means and, and how, the path I'm going to take to get there. And, and I'll also say that, um, the other thing is you're probably wrong. That that's that's the thing I, I always tell myself even now when I come up with ideas and things like that. I'm probably wrong. I need I need to I, like I need to test it somewhere, because um, even if I'm one percent correct, it'll come out when I test it. It won't come out before that. So I have to test it in order to find the one percent, and then I can go deeper there. So, so that's definitely the, those two pieces would yeah would be big for me. Thank you. Thanks, Joshua. Amazing. So um just geographical and you were talking about growth for for Atlee in, in the year ahead um you're you're in New York at the moment what are the plans to kind of expand then now yeah 
So a lot of our focus is going to be expanding to major cities in the U.S., if not the whole U.S. Um, that That's definitely a major focus in 2024. Um, so taking the success we've had in New York and just effectively copy-pasting in, in other um, territories. Amazing. Other and is growth very much based on the community then? Because it's very much based from how I can kind of picture it. And people sharing and lots of people come to New York to kind of travel and then they're obviously then going back to LA or whatever um so then it's very much about them sharing and creating a community in you know LA for something or creating a community in Boston mm -hmm. you know is that yeah. is that the kind of way it's going to grow then organically and through the community yeah totally we, we've actually seen it in in um two different ways one is there's already a community that is um, national. So like there's an Italian women's community that maps all of the Italian places owned by women in the United States. And that's already a national map. And right. then there's um, a map, for example, for new parents. And this was uh, especially big during COVID because a lot of things changed. People didn't know where they could bring their kids and things like that. And we had a pretty solid group in New York and LA mothers found out about it and wanted to expand it to LA. So sometimes it's already an existing national group and sometimes it, it kind of hops from city to city as people mm. people talk. Yeah. I mean, that last group, the the group for mothers, honestly, I honestly feel like that would be life-changing because the mm -hmm. amount of times that you're at your wits and trying to figure out somewhere to go, it's raining or, you know, that would be you know, life-changing totally. for, you know, for just thinking of it on personally for me and my friends. So um, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Amazing. Um, we, we've not got loads of time left. I'm just wondering, do you have maybe a tangible takeaway that you could kind of recommend to the listeners? So either like a book that you've read or someone that you follow that's made a real positive, you know, difference in your journey and how you kind of look at things. Um. So I, I have a statement and a book and the statement first is, you know, it's, it's proven as you get older, your willingness to, to change goes down. Um, and it's not just a behavioral thing. It's, it's like a, a structural thing in your brain. Your brain actually becomes less, um, what is it called? Like, to uh, pivot. <laughs> lower plasticity. Yeah. All right. Okay. And 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 so I think as I get older, I, I actively challenge myself by saying I'm wrong. Kind of goes back to what I was saying before, but it's I'm wrong or there's another perspective that would give value to me to understand. And and so that's something that I take into account because I've been reading more um, more books that I don't necessarily agree with, mm -hmm. but but the perspective ends up being be, being valuable in some capacity in my life. Um, so that's the statement. And then when it comes to a book, I think 48 laws of power, uh, for any founder, it, it's not so much about business, but it is about people and understanding how people will try and either swindle you or negotiate, uh, with you or the ways that they might try and exert power, um, in different power dynamics and everything in business is effectively a power dynamic. So I highly recommend it because it gives you this intuition to understand um, when people might be trying to exert power in one way or another and, and how you can kind of parry it 
and, and, and take that opportunity to potentially um, be one step ahead. And, and that's super important yeah. because all you're going to be doing in business is, you know, negotiating with people and, and uh, talking with different uh, potential business colleagues and, and understanding how they might be trying to use power against you is, is like a massive advantage. Great massive. advice. I am going to pick that up. Definitely. 48 laws of power. Brilliant. Do you know who that's by? We can, I can Google it and put it in the Robert Green. Robert Green. Right. Controversial book though. I don't think you can buy it in Germany if you have any German listeners, but I'm sure you can find it online. So. Oh, right. Gosh, right. Look forward to it even more. <laughs> um, we've, we've kind of come to an end now. Really, really appreciate your, your time. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Atley grows and, and following you on LinkedIn. Definitely recommend anybody listening to uh, to definitely give you you and Atley a follow. Um, so that kind of leads on to what I was going to say. How can people find you? Yeah, I think um, LinkedIn is probably best. And people are welcome to DM me. I, I respond to people and, and I'm happy to uh, to talk with people. I, I like helping out if I can. So if you think I can help you, I'm, I'm happy to, to hop on a call. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. And um, I'm really excited to share this. Of course. Thank you, Haley.